The Valerie Carey Show. This week's episode is about self-care. And now, on with the show. Hi guys, it's Valerie and welcome back to my show. On today's show, I'm going to be talking about self-care. I don't think it's going to be a long show. I don't have a guest this week, so it's just going to be me. So hi, those of you who have been listening to my previous episodes, I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to me and listening to the people I've spoken to. I really appreciate it and the feedback I've got from my guests and people I've listened has made me think that this is a great idea and people enjoy what I'm doing and that has given me a boost so I can only say thank you so much for not only taking time to listen but taking the time to let me know that you have enjoyed my show. Today's show is going to be about self-care. Now it's a topic I'd wanted to talk about for a very long time however I didn't feel like I was doing everything that I was I had on my list for self-care. Uh, I try not to say things on this podcast that I don't think I would do myself or I have done myself because I wouldn't be justified for saying things that I knew nothing about. Self-care for me is basically taking time for yourself to keep track of your mental health, to keep track of your body, mind, soul, not just when you're sick, this to reduce self, to reduce stress and basically just to make sure that you put yourself first sometimes and I know that can be really hard in today's world because women especially feel very guilty when they take time out for themselves at least some women I know for the men I think it's almost the same thing like the concept of a spa day for some men is entirely foreign I do not know why but yeah I think self-care is incredibly important and I'm going to share with you today the 12 ways in which I have made self-care a priority in my life, especially more recently. Now, number one is I've tried to get some sleep. Now, when I say some sleep, I don't mean oh, if you sleep two hours, you should be in for three, like you need a good eight hours sleep, which is pretty ironic because I'm recording this at 12.15 in the middle of the night, but I did sleep a bit earlier in the day so I've, I've probably caught up and just before I sleep I make sure I have a hot shower um I never take cold showers I always make sure I have a hot shower and I like a few candles nowadays I've been lighting a lot of candles just to make sure that I set the mood for sleep I turn off all my lights and I light two or three candles and I put them in like a safe container so that if I do drift off before I remember to turn them off the candles don't like burn the house down or anything. Another thing I do before I go to bed is I try to do something for my face because my face gets extremely oily and I found with me and my friends that have had or that have oily skin when we cleanse our face just before we go to bed and also pamper ourselves a little bit like with a little face mask we sleep a bit better so that's always good. The next thing I do is I take care of my diet. So I've been cooking fresh a lot, although I drink a lot of Red Bull, which is really, really bad for me. Um, it's bad for anyone, but it's particularly bad for me because I, I drink a lot of Red Bull. Um, but I do try to eat quite healthily. I am a meat eater. So for the vegans and vegetarians, that's when I say eat healthy, I don't mean I don't eat meat. Um, but I try to eat fresh where possible. 
and I make sure I always eat something fresh every weekend um cook from scratch with nothing frozen at least once a weekend just so i can kind of treat myself and if i can't cook it i'll go and have it somewhere um because what you take in affects how you you behave your ways it affects your mood you can be cheered up really even just by what you eat and if your your body is healthy you'll be healthy too now the third thing is exercise so i used to be part of a gym now if you listen to the previous episode you would know why i quit my gym although that was just one of many reasons um but i'm also a cyclist uh i used to be a runner i'm no longer a runner i'm now a cyclist and i recently got back on my bike as well i find that exercise releases uh, endorphins when you work out when your body exerts energy it gives you feel happy hormones i think they're called um yeah so it helps reduce stress it helps reduce anxiety i feel happier when i've exercised a bit and of course you lose weight and there's nothing quite like losing weight uh to give you a boost of happiness i guess for most people unless you're trying to gain weight in which case that's a different story altogether um in addition to cycling i'm also doing like dance classes so i found that whenever i'm doing exercise that doesn't feel like exercise I feel better so exercise should never really feel like exercise you try to incorporate it into your day and then it wouldn't feel like exercise so for like cycling for example I cycle to work and I cycle back I say it say that I've only cycled once this year um but when I used to cycle every day I would cycle to work and I'll cycle back from work five times a week and then on the weekend I'll go for a very long bike ride and I'm aiming to get back to that point where I'm cycling at least six times a week so it doesn't feel like you're going out to exercise it feels like you're just going to work so it's part of your commute you know and dance classes um I go to an Afrobeat dance class which happens at base studios uh our instructor is called patience she's incredibly talented um i've been there now uh, with a friend of mine who also teaches dance and it feels like you're going out on a friday night it's such a good vibe but you burn so many calories during this class it's a two and a half hour class you'll be amazed at how much you burn because you're dancing and you're dancing on heels and you're dancing continuously so you're always working stuff out so yeah the third thing is exercise then i've learned to say no so self-care is not just about lighting candles and putting face masks you have to draw boundaries around yourself and i think i I said that in one of my other podcast episodes about how to say no the more you say no to others and say yes to your self-care so you prioritize yourself over the people that might be stressing you out the better you're going to feel basically you're going to have to learn how to say nope in this particular instance i'm going to choose me because it's better for my mental health then um number six i travel so i haven't been able to take a long trip in the last couple of months but i travel quite a bit and even if you can't travel out of the country taking a trip to a different part of your country helps so i live in london now for example so i'll go to like bristol or i'll go to nottingham i'll go to southampton i'll go to manchester you know change of scenery even if it's for a 24-hour period really does wonders for you you'll be amazed at how much change you can put in your life just by going to a different part and having your brain just be like oh this is new <laughs> i haven't been here before it's um 
it's really cool which kind of leads me to the next thing which is sometimes you just take a break and observe things around you so this is like how would i explain this hmm you know when you're walking down the street like maybe it's just rained and you look around you and things have things look kind of cleaner because it's just rained and then you look up and you notice like the raindrops sliding from the leaves or something and you're like oh have i ever looked at a raindrop before like really looked at a raindrop i know that sounds weird but just the act of taking your time to see things that you may not have seen before taking your time to walk through nature taking your time to stop look around you see the beauty of the world before you carry on just that extra 60 seconds of pause that is enough to change the trajectory of your entire day because you realize that you are such a small part of this world yet such a big part of everything that's happening around you that it kind of makes you take a you know take a breather and think what am i stressing for at least that's how it feels for me the next thing which is the I think it's number eight now I think I'm on um get a pet or get a friend like um my mom has a new a new pet right I took this tip from her so my mom recently bought a dog now we've owned several animals in our lifetime like as a family so having an animal is not new what is new is that we haven't had an animal for over 15 years so i thought we were kind of past that phase you know you're thinking okay you guys are done with the animals now we're just going to move on to grandchildren that's literally what i thought she was going to do but she decided to get a dog and she um got this dog she lives in nigeria by the way she got this dog and when she came over here recently the joy she got from just buying doggy stuff so for her birthday we got her a ton of doggy stuff because we just knew that she needed all of that she kept asking for um leashes she kept asking for collars like she was so excited about buying stuff for this dog by the way the dog is called daisy um that we we kind of like got excited for her so we started buying stuff for the dog for her birthday so we gave her like a, a giant bag of pink dog stuff like literally pink it was so pink pink everywhere like pink overload um but yeah so she's found that the dog um apparently the main reason why she got the dog was she likes the joy of petting an animal now psychologists will tell you this like even petting horses any sort of animal interaction calms humans down as much as we think we're calming the animals down they're helping us to get in tune and there's someone i know also that uh, she's using this right now it's as a sort of counseling coping mechanism for the trauma she's experienced she's really close to horses or at least she enjoys petting horses so getting a pet or getting if i don't i want to say a friend that you can pet but that just sounds weird i don't mean literally go find your friend and start petting them i mean like find like go-to person that you feel comfortable around you know those friends that are just cuddly that sometimes you just want to cuddle them and watch netflix this is guys this is not a netflix and chill moment this is literally um you and your girlfriend this is two female friends by the way just 
but um, you and your girlfriend are watching TV and you just lying down on the couch watching TV like she's she has a warmth around her or he has a warmth around him that is your go-to friend that is your person so if you don't have an animal find your person you know and you should have at least one person in your circle if you don't have one of these people in your circle you might need to get a different circle because i don't know your friends are not helping you um, the next thing I do for my self-care is I get organized. So I find that when I have too much on my to-do list, like at work, <laughs> I laugh as I say this because at work, I have the longest to-do list in life. Like I have a to-do list for today. I have a to-do list for tomorrow. I have a to-do list for the week. I have a to-do list for the month. And I reprioritize each of my to-do lists depending on what's happening that week or the next week or so on. And, you know, and sometimes I joke with my colleagues that they do have to take a number because I literally have to go through my priority queue. If I miss the order and you reprioritize yourself, I get really angry because like I have to reprioritize everything else. Like just organizing my to-do list takes me like altogether, I'm pretty sure it's like 20 minutes of the day. But the fact that I have to do that two minutes of reprioritizing pisses me off. Sorry. Um, but yeah, but I find that when I'm organized and I have things in order, so literally I have a to-do list, the table around me is clear, I have a lot of white space, I think better. Now, I recently saw a video of Kanye West's house, Kanye West married to Kim K, and the house is empty now i'm in a group where people think this is like pretty weird like the house literally has nothing nothing in it but i think it's not weird because i see a lot of white space i see a lot of open space i see a lot of clean lines i see a lot of smooth like the way my mind thinks has to be the same way my environment is if there's any sort of chaos around me like lots of colors lots of patterns lots of things i start to get anxious because i feel like there's just too much happening i can almost hear the sounds i know this sounds really weird so i found kim k's house really soothing because i felt for someone like kanye for him to take care of his mental health because obviously he has a lot going on in his head and he has a lot of things he's thinking about and he's extremely creative so imagine the, the noise going on in his head already he's thinking of beats he's thinking of lyrics he's thinking of trump i don't know what he's thinking of but he's thinking of lots of stuff he must kind of need something to to focus him which is why i think he's really gravitating to a lot of gray and monotone monochrome type colors in his fashion and even in just things he's doing and of course his house because if he's anything like me he would need a lot more white space around him because there's so much already going on in his head anything more than that would be too much so i found organizing myself and keeping a lot of white space around me literally helps me anyone who's been to my flat right now i live in a loft in london anyone who's been to my flat knows that my flat is pretty much black white and gray there's lots of white there's lots of black and there's lots of gray the only colors i really have are the green for my plants and lots of red like i have lots of red because i wear red at least once a day but that's it like clean white it is a pain to clean but on the days when i need to think and be creative is the best thing for me honestly 
The next thing is read a book, a physical book. Now this sounds really weird, but read a book. Like when last did you take a physical book and sit down and just read it? Turn your phone off, turn the TV off, read a book. I'll get to the phone thing in a minute, but just turn everything off and read a book. The physical act of focusing on pages, for me anyway, that really calms me down and that helps me remember that I am specifically spending time with me because reading is a very, very solitary act. You are interacting with the pages of a book. It's not really something you can do with someone else. Like if you're watching a movie, you can have a friend over. If you're, you know, singing, people can be listening to you. But reading a book, you you have to do it by yourself unless you're reading out loud. If you're reading in your head, it's a very solitary thing. So you, you're almost forced to be in an act that makes you think and talk to yourself. Although you're reading a book you are reading the book to yourself so you're almost spending time with yourself you're getting to know yourself you're romancing yourself you're you're speaking to yourself even though they're words from a book you are literally speaking to yourself and that has helped me calm my anxiety because it's like i know that this is me time all i have to do is read another line and read another line and i'll be all right yeah that's that's it which kind of brings me to the when i said the turn off the phone thing it brings me to the next thing which i think is number 11 if i'm still on track um number 11 turn my phone off i am definitely addicted to my or at least i was definitely addicted to my phone not because i was making phone calls i never pick up my phone anyone who knows me also knows that i actually never pick up my phone and um, i do text and i whatsapp all the time but i'm addicted to holding my phone because i'm almost always on instagram and facebook sometimes twitter so i had to wean myself off that and more recently what i've been doing to ensure that i don't get overloaded by social media is i have off days and i can't really have the whole 24 hour period without my phone so what I do is for blocks at a time, maybe eight hours, I will put my phone on airport, uh, airplane mode and just dash it on the bed and go off into the living area and just sit. That way the phone is physically too far away from me to be tempted and I don't hear it anyway because nothing comes through. So I can forget about it. And after eight hours, I can go back to it if I need to, but within that eight hours, I have to be doing something else. That again forces you to come back into the moment and into the space and remember all the other things that you can do with your time that are not necessarily um, about other people. Because social media is looking at other people; it's about dealing with their lives. You don't you don't want to be doing that if you're thinking about self care because you're comparing yourself with this, that, and the other, or looking at what's happening elsewhere. You're not in the moment. That's not helping anybody, as far as I'm concerned. And the final thing for me for self-care is to just plan it in almost. Now, with my self-care, I've had to, it, had, it has had to be a conscious effort because I grew up thinking you can't spend the whole day just chilling because you're lazy. You have to constantly be doing something. I had several businesses running at any one time. I had several things, several mini projects, several passion projects I was doing um, that I, I, I needed to do little bits of everything. But I was wearing myself thin. When you are doing too many things at the same time, you can't devote any time to anything. So first thing I did was I just cut off everything, literally, literally like stopped 
everything. Took it back to the basics. What are the things I'd have to do because I have to live life? You know, I have to go to Milky, let's say my 95. I have to do that. Do I have to attend every function people ask me to go to? No. So I stopped doing that, you know, and then you pick things that you think you can do and then you schedule in time within that that plan for your week for you to just chill so i have chill days i don't feel guilty about it like last week my chill day was on on the sunday you know i was literally lying down the whole day my brother kind of interrupted my chill day because he asked me to go and do something with my mom but because it was my mom i was like, all right fine so i went to do that but then i came right back and i carried on chilling you know you you need to have a chill day so for me if someone were to ask me on the sunday apart from my brother obviously if somebody was asked me on the sunday are you doing anything i would say yes i am busy and i am busy i may not be doing something but that doesn't mean i'm not busy i'm busy chilling i'm busy taking a break i'm busy breathing i'm busy resting i'm i'm busy lying down on this bed that's what i'm busy doing you know and it should be an activity that you are actually scheduling in you know i have a friend of mine who takes leisurely leisurely walks and she's lovely you know and she's one of the happiest people i know you know you should schedule in time for yourself it's not a luxury to take a walk down uh, a canal you know pathway and have a cup of tea the french do this all the time just chill you know that's why they live as long as they do when they're skinny and happy that's chill chill and it's okay chill and don't feel guilty scheduling a holiday plan a holiday do you know even if you don't have a holiday have a staycation take some time off turn your phone off and stay at home soak yourself in the bathtub just chill you don't have to answer to anyone just chill yeah so that's uh those are my thoughts on self-care my 12 tips for you know taking care of yourself uh i've had to use them more and more Uh, i'm gonna give you a bonus tip as well in terms of self-care where you feel you are struggling get help don't feel you can fix whatever problems you are facing all on your own if indeed you you cannot see evidence that that's actually happening if you can fix your problems by yourself without talking to anyone great but if you cannot see any evidence that the work they have already done is actually working to fix the problem talk to someone therapy is not a bad thing i know i know um especially in the black culture going to a therapist seems very alien you know when i first told my brother yeah when i first told one of my brothers that i had been seeing a therapist for something he said wow wow that's that's what white people do no offense to any white people listening to me but that's literally what he said and i was like black people have problems too you know we have we have the same problems if not more you know sometimes you need to talk to someone sometimes if you're struggling um talk to someone you get there faster and you don't even have to tell anyone that you're going to therapy therapy is available on the nhs now if you're living in the uk if you're not living in the uk um i know there's some like online forums uh, where you can talk to people if you don't have uh, therapy services available on your um, health plans or any of your health services but talk to someone you know i'm gonna use some resources 
at the bottom for some links to certain things that I think have helped me with my self-care. And I'm going to light a candle, have a quick face mask slapped on and uh, have a shower and go to bed. So thank you very much for listening to the Valerie Carey show today. I know it was short and sweet, but uh, this week is my week of self-care. I'll see you on the next show. Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of the Valerie Carey show. I would love it if you could share it across your network and I'll be back again next week with another great show. I would love to hear from you. So email me at the Valerie Carey show at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram or Twitter. 